Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest is someone who I've known for such a long time, a dear friend, my very first repeat guest, the co-founder of Views, Julie Leonhardt. You're here. I love it. I love it. I love it. How are you? I'm good, Michael. It's so good to see your face. You're all traveling all over the world these days. I never see you anymore, but it's so good to see you. I know, and I'm seeing Great you in your new here. house in the background. It looks gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, lots of fun changes, but things are good. Yeah, really I, good to be here with you. Oh my God, I'm loving it. It's like, you know, being with an old friend. It's comfort. It's great. Yeah. And you know what I thought would be fun for this interview? Because we've sort of done the other one of your amazing background, your amazing history. And I thought we could sort of work on different adjectives to Ooh, jump right. around with fun. different parts of your life. Let's do it. Let's do it. The first one was determination. Now, I know your story. And you started from being a teacher to becoming an attorney with a single mom of Che. How's Che, by the way? He's doing all right. He's, you awesome. know, figuring it out. He's in his early 20s and he's doing his thing. Yeah. I love it. So talk to me about what determination means to you. Ooh, determination. I think of determination as more than just a mindset. I think of it as an action, as an activity. Like, I think about all of the things I've done, like you mentioned, and, and to get to each of those places, it took actually being able to see it in my mind before it even happened, to know what it would yeah. feel like, what I would be wearing, what it would smell like, what it would taste like, you know, sipping that champagne and celebrating my successes. And um, so for me, it's, it's really making up your mind about exactly what you want to go after and get, and then just making sure every single action you take is aligned with that and you let nothing stand in your way. So you're already there. Like I'm already there. I'm just, the rest of the world hasn't caught up yet. <laughs> I love that though, because that's so true. You started looking at all of these great successes, right? And visualization is so important factor of that. You have to see yourself in it. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely always been the case for me. You know, it was funny. I interviewed um, Ryan Serhant uh, a couple of months ago, and he was saying to me when he did the show, he had the best advice he ever got in the first season of, of uh, Million Dollar Agent. And it was the idea that whomever you are, you have to be that agent that you're going to be because whatever you're filming now doesn't air until 10 months from now. Right. And so for him, it was like, wow, I have to step into the future self of me. Yeah, absolutely. Every day. That's what they say, right? Dress for the job you want, like show up for where you're headed. And I've, I, you know, my mom told me that early on and, and it's as funny as it sounds, it, I've always, it's always been that way. So yeah, it works I love for it. me. I love it. And then we're talking about agility right mm. and then you're agile as heck and <laughs> how do you go from now the legal profession to real estate which is two like seemingly really different sectors but really i'm sure there's some similarities in there as well talk to me about that that agility in your life yeah, I certainly have had to be very agile as I've transitioned from, like you said, high school teacher to Wall Street lawyer to real estate executive and now to an entrepreneur. I mean, really major different careers. And I'm so grateful for each of them. I think for me, agility, I, I kind of feel like 
you have to show up for life agile every day, no matter what you do, even if you've been in the same job for 20 years, because you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what opportunity is going to like fall in your lap or that a door that might open for you. And so you kind of have to be a little bit flexible and agile. For me, making those major transition shifts, though, from one industry to another, the ability to be agile was always, I had to be rooted and grounded in like some really basic core principles. So I had to know who I was and I had to know again where I was going and that I was always on that path to where I was going. And for me, it's always been about the people. So whether I was a teacher or a lawyer or, you know, at one of the big, you know, two luxury brands in the yeah. world, it, it was always about the people and connection. And so if I could get in there, figure out the people, figure out what makes them tick and get in there and learn how to bring out the best of them and bring out the best of myself in that situation. That was kind of the thing that grounded me no matter what the actual like outside factors looked like. So I like that because, you know, you we did that personally when we worked together, you know, you yeah. had a, a great talent for that with other people. I love and people. I like that, you what know, you because you had to be a chameleon, out. right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, you travel all over the world, you meet all these yeah. different people, and really we're all much more the same than we are different despite True. the external differences. And so just keeping that in mind and showing up with an open heart every day. And then no matter what else you're doing on the outside, you'll figure it out. You will. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I want to talk about your entrepreneurial spirit, which you actually started talking about, right? And yeah. now you go from real estate to technology. And listen, you could have stepped into any senior executive role and played it safe. But you decided to go and do a startup in the middle of a pandemic. Crazy me. What gives? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Michael. I never considered myself an entrepreneur, never. You know, like you said, I took pretty traditional roles. And, yeah. but I've realized that as, as I look back, that in all of those roles, there's always been a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit involved. Like as a teacher, I worked in a group home with teenage girls. We started a school newspaper because they didn't have one. We, we wow. you know, organized a prom because they had never had one. And, you know, then as a lawyer, right? I mean, I had to learn my way to navigate within that law firm to survive a very difficult time. You know, you know that I started during the, the last financial downturn. And so yep. really having to be creative and go out and find the work that was available at that time and, and find a way to do it. And then of course, you know, like you said, in our last roles, even though we were within a big company, every, we were going out and starting new company, helping others start new companies every day. Right. And so even though it wasn't my, my company, I was, had a vested stake in its success and, you know, could get in there with the owners and, and, and be creative. And, and I really enjoyed that piece. So when I had the opportunity and they came to me, you know, my co-founder had started working on this for views and came to me. And I was, she said, how would you like to be the CEO of Views? I know it's crazy. I know you've got a great job. It's somebody's like, why would you ever leave? And I just thought, oh my gosh, yes. Like this is something I had seen. She, we'd, we'd been talking about it. You know, I had expressed the need that all of our agents needed a real estate, like a video tool that was affordable and fast and quality. And she had, she was onto something. She'd figured out how to do it very affordably and scalably. And I thought, you know, why not? Like, this is something that could change the industry, not just one brand or one company, sure. but could really be a game changer in the industry at large. So why not? Let's go give it a try. It's been hard, no question, sure. you know, to get up every day as an entrepreneur and make your own way and have that self-determination that we talked about yeah. <laughs> to see it and get up and do it every day. Um, but I'm really loving it. That's amazing. So tell me, tell me about Views. Tell me what it is. So Views is a 
platform for your phone. It's an app, but we're supposed to not call it that anymore. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a real estate app for agents and marketing professionals where agents are empowered to either shoot or upload photography and video. It then edits it for them. Uh, we apply all the best practices in the creation of you know, video storytelling. My partner is an ex-filmmaker and was on the cutting edge of digital marketing for companies like Disney and Yahoo and the Food Network. And so we kind of brought all those best practices. We wrapped it all into an app. So we put guidance in there so that agents and marketing directors, we guide them through every step of the way to make them their own video, you know, storyteller. And when we first started, like you mentioned, the beginning of the pandemic, we were thinking of it as a traditional listing video tool, the same way everybody else thinks of real estate video, right? You make the beautiful property video, you show off all the rooms in the house, maybe you have a drone. Um, But what we quickly realized is there's a lot of other need for video in real estate and there's a lot of other opportunity. So during the the pandemic, it became clear that as we were having less FaceTime, we all got a lot more accustomed to being on camera like this, um, that there was a real need for people to be able to connect with their clients directly with video. So there's a buyer preview, uh, customizable buyer preview in the app that allows the agent to flip it into selfie mode, give that agent directly to their buyer and say, hey, buyer, hey, Michael, I found the perfect place for you on Malibu. It's got the pool you always wanted right on the beach. Check it out and then flip the camera and show them the house. And so it gives them the ability to have that one-on-one contact with their clients without having to be physically in the same space. Um, And then also we realize that there's a real need for agents to promote themselves and their brand and uh, to do so on social media now more than ever. And yet creating video is expensive and it's time consuming. And we've created a tool that allows them to create a video in 10 minutes, post it to their social, show their expertise, show their personality. And um, we're really excited about it. It just launched in the app. So you're live now. Just launched in the app store this month and uh, we're up and running. So yeah, we're very excited about what we're creating. And it's Views app, correct? V-U-S-E. Yeah. App.com. You can find it in the App Store for Apple. It's on Apple now. It'll come in Android in a couple of months from now. Uh, But yeah, you can find it there. Check it out. Download it. Let me know what you think. Text me. I would love to. Yes, I'm going to. Yeah, absolutely. So, Julie, tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far has been. Oh, geez, Michael. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> that's a big one. The greatest right? lesson I've learned in my career. Hmm. You, you never know what tomorrow holds. <laughs> I well, don't that's know. That's very true, isn't it? I mean, you just don't. You, you, you have, like we talked a little bit about agility, but you just, you have to be, the world is changing so quickly. The technology, the you know, all the all of our industries, everything is changing so quickly that you've got to always kind of stay ahead of it. You have to be looking. I used to say when I spoke, you know, to agents, I said, I'm not just looking at real estate in the next six months to a year. I'm looking at real estate like five to ten years from now. What are people going to sure. be doing? How are they going to be doing it? And so staying ahead, like knowing what's coming and staying ahead and being willing and able to pivot when you need to. When you try something, you know, we would try something. If it's not working, you got to stop quick, pivot and, you know, go in a new direction to seize the change, the opportunity that the change brings. I love that. I love that. That's cool. I like that. All right. I want to talk to you about branding. So, you know, you actually worked for two of the largest luxury companies in the world, both Christie's and Sotheby's. And so in thinking about it from an agent's point of view, 
when they are trying to brand themselves and now you're with, you know, and uh, views that allows a tool for them to do that. But when you want to look at an agent that wants to brand themselves, what would it be the one piece of advice you would give them to do that? I would say it's really important to find your voice, like figure out what is unique about you. What is the thing that you have to say to the world that nobody else does? And, and like really lean into that. And so don't try to like fit into what you think is like, you know, trending or, you know, of course, yes, you're going to follow the trends. You're going to stay like, you know, current, but really know your voice and don't be afraid to use it. You know, when for views, we've had to do that exercise as we've created our own voice in the world. And it's a little bit cheeky and that was yeah. intentional. You know, it's cheeky, it's confident, but in a very approachable way that says, hey, you can do this too. And it's super fun. Let's do it together. And so um, I think finding your voice, knowing what you have to say and then saying it and not trying to fit in and just be like everybody else's. I think it's really important. The market is crowded and you've got to distinguish yourself. You really yes. have to stand out. Yeah, and it's not through like gimmicks and like craziness. It's, it's about being authentic and speaking 100%. your true voice. That's the way to do it. Because now when we're drowning in all of this content, the only thing that comes out is authenticity. Yes. You know, it's for true. a consumer, it's so true. Yeah. I love that. You know when you voice. see it. You and know when you see it. it. Yeah. I love that. All right. So now when we're looking at this market and, you know, you said that you started in Wall Street with the financial crisis. And when you start thinking about this, a lot of the people that are in this industry now has never seen a down market, mm. you know, and for me, I start thinking about it and it's almost a disservice to them because yeah. they don't have the tools to really pivot mm -hmm. with what a, mar a market is supposed to be cyclical. There will be a down market eventually. Yes. It will switch to being a buyer's market again at some point. Nobody has the crystal ball. Mm -hmm. So what would give three pieces of advice you would give somebody entering the business today? Ooh. Hmm. I think, you know, such a good point you make about not having gone through a down market because it will come. And so I think, again, to that idea of like thinking ahead and being yeah. prepared you know, right now it's interesting in, in the last few months as we've started to launch views, right? And we're talking to agents and we're sharing it and we're trying to get them to use it. And everybody is so busy, right? They're selling more houses than they've ever sold in their life and they're too busy. But what we've been thinking about when trying to get people to understand is that you have to prepare now for when that down market comes. So if for every house you sell, you may not need to make a video to sell the house, but if you do, and you and now we've made it easy and affordable, uh, you can make the video. We have a new agent in, in LA who just started last year, brand new agent, and um, she did close to $30 million last year. During, wow. you know, during a year where we didn't see a whole lot of each other, we, uh, she was able to use a lot of the views tools. She was a, an early tester of ours to share the houses she was selling. So Venice, she had a house in Venice that sold in eight days. You would never make wow. a video for a house that sells in eight days. She made three and she posted them on her social media. Every house she did, she made sure to make video and post it. And everyone around her, when they did see her, would be like, man, you've been busy. You've been busy. Oh my gosh. I saw that house you sold in Venice, that one you sold in Malibu. Nobody would know that if she hadn't made those videos. She right. didn't need to make them to sell the house, but she needed to make them to sell herself because people began seeing her as a successful agent who was busy selling houses. So 
she's the one they're going to hire to sell theirs. You know, there are plenty of other agents selling just as many, if not more, but if you're not seeing it, then it doesn't matter. So I would say thinking ahead like that, like just take the extra time now to create, you know, create the things that are going to help you when that down market does come. So taking the time to create videos of these properties, taking the time to really take care of your social media and make sure that you're getting your voice heard and people know who you are. You don't just fall off because you're too busy to be bothered. And then you show up next year or the year after or whenever it comes and you're like, hello, hello. (laughs) And you're like, just trying to catch up and get started and and just do the marketing then it's too late. So I guess, I don't know if that's three things, but plan ahead, uh, take the time now to be that agent you're going sure. to have to be in, in the future, like like you said, yeah. like said. and um, yeah, and just show, do it. So I, love fun. <laughs> I love it. I always smile, Michael. Always. always. Yeah. So I also want to just talk a little bit about one of your greatest passions that I always know that you did, which was always, you know, you are one of the how you were in many companies, one of the highest ranking female executives. And it was always the idea that you always wanted to make sure that that door was open for other females to come in and really be empowered in our industry. And, you know, I've always admired you for what you've done in that field. And I was wondering if you would share a little bit about those efforts and what you've been doing now. Yeah, sure. It's interesting. It's changed over time. Like when I was a lawyer at the law firm, I co-chaired a women's leadership initiative that brought in speakers to, you know, to do panels and networking events and things like that to try to give women in the firm that, you know, that opportunity to build those skills and to network. Um, I think that in, you know, when we were together at Sotheby's, we we started a women's group there, um, again, around networking and skill building and getting your voice heard. And, um, and that was a lot of fun. You know, it just happened. There are all these smart people, men or women, right out there. I love to connect them. You know, when you when you see them all, you're like, oh, you and you and you and you like <laughs> we should be talking to each other. So just creating those places where I think maybe traditionally men have more had more of those places, clubs and things, you know, the golf course, whatever it is, where those conversations happen more naturally. And sure. women haven't traditionally been a part of that. And so creating spaces for women to get together. Um, and have those conversations that then spark really great ideas and make really great things happen. And then most recently for me at Views, so I'm in a women-founded organization. My co-founder is a woman. Uh, our very small team, we're all women. Um, and our developer, you know, we, we, we ask every company because we're in the tech sector. It's hard to find, you know, companies with women at the table in the tech sector. So we ask every one of our developers and our partners, do you have women on your team? And if, and we would like one, we would like a woman on our team. And there are qualified women out there, but what happens is a lot of times, you know, they hire their friends or they hire the people they know. And so it doesn't always happen. Um, So just putting, using the, the leverage and the pressure I do have as a business owner to bring more women to the table in a sector that they aren't traditionally always included. And then interestingly, Michael, one thing that's been extraordinary for me to learn is that in fundraising and as a woman founder in business, I wish I had the exact numbers in front of me and I I should know these off the top of my head, but I think it was in 2019, 2.8% of funding went to female startups with at least one female founder, 2.8, 2.8% in 2019. That was a record. That was a record high in 2020. The lower, the number was even lower than that. 
Oh my gosh. So just showing up, first of all, like to, to get in there and get the money that's out there. Um, and, you know, again, it's about having those connections, being at the spaces where those conversations are happening. And then for me, it's been really important as we are raising money for views to bring women to the table. A lot of time women aren't invited to be investors yep. in the technology space. And so I've been very intentional and I'm proud to say that over half of our investors to date are women. I and so, you know, it's women backing women, you know, using their money to, to create something in the industry that will hopefully then help them grow their business to make even more money, right? That's how it works That's in awesome. the world. So why not? Why, you know, why won't they bring in as many many of us to the table as possible. We Those love men. Table. We love, that's <laughs> not, we're not just about women, but you know, we want to bring as many of them to those tables. No, where those are important uh, things to really look at, you know, how you can change that uh, viewpoint and yeah. look at where, you know, because to your point, there is qualified talent there, you know, and you want to make sure that you are celebrating that diversity and giving somebody else that chance. So that's a Absolutely. beautiful thing. Yeah, just like you and your diversity work, it's really important that we have all kinds of voices at the table, all kinds of voices. We create better work. We build better companies. We, better understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. The passion we share. It, it is so true. Yeah. So what advice would you give your 10-year-old self, Julie? I love this question. <laughs> um, I do. You sent this one ahead and I was thinking about it. I would say, do that crazy thing that you really want to do and you're afraid to do and do it faster, get there sooner. <laughs> Don't care what anybody thinks about it. Uh, it will all work out. I promise. Yeah. I take love that, that one. Take so the just freedom. Go. Do it. Explore. Be you. You do you. <laughs> you go do you. <laughs> take that risk. Just be, just do it. Don't worry about what people think. You know, Never. that's a killer. It's a joy killer. It's so true. Yeah. You know, I learned that lesson in my early 20s and I was so happy to learn that lesson. Really, yeah. the only the only competition you ever have is yourself. I wish I'd have learned that lesson a lot earlier. So you know? if I could go back and tell my 10-year-old self, yeah. <laughs> Hurry up, girl. Come on down. Get going. <laughs> Don't wait. Don't wait. You know? Well, I have one final question for you, Julie. Okay. Um, in your book of life, what oh, is this okay. chapter called? You know, I had to think really hard about that one. I went on a walk earlier today and I was like, ooh, I'm kind of stumped on that one. But I think this chapter would be called The Reckoning. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I feel like I'm at that place in my career where you kind of look at where you are and you look at how you got here and you, you look at the things that you're proud of and you look at the things, you know, the choices you made and hope that you made good ones as best as you could. But somewhere along the way, you know, you've you've done some things you wish you'd have done differently. And I think kind of reckoning with that. and. And then what that does for me, I think, is just gets me more aligned in where I'm headed and making sure that, you know, I've, I've had a number of careers. I've still got a stretch of career ahead of me. I want to, but I want to make sure that it's like, it's the career I want and, and I'm doing it the way that I want. So I think it would be called The Reckoning. I love yeah. that. I love that. I hope the next chapter is called Joy play and money well, <laughs> you get to, just what it is you get to write the book so I do. that's what the chapter is the book i'm writing Absolutely. right and yeah. it's sort of like and that's the power we all have is to write our book and write our chapters absolutely yeah it's going to be a good one whatever it is and as long yes. as you're in it with me it's i'm here i'm here you can't get rid of me that easy no way Absolutely. <laughs> well julie larenhardt thank you so much for this conversation it was so good to see you 
And I'll have everyone go and check out your app, which is Views app. Find it on the uh, Apple Store and soon to come on Android. Yes. Thank you for the conversation. It's been a lot of fun to catch up with you. Thank you too, Michael. It's always fun. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for letting Absolutely. me hear my voice. <laughs> oh my God, indeed. You always have this platform for you. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.